Hello, and welcome to Control Walt Delete, a new podcast from The Verge. Is it still new? It's like seven weeks in. But anyway, it's a new ish podcast from The Verge. I am uh, Neil Patel. I'm the editor in chief of The Verge, and I'm joined as always by my friend Walt Mossberg, our executive editor. Hey, Walt, how's it going? Uh, it's going great, Neil. Are we still new? Uh, but what do you want? What do you want? I have things to do. What, are we, <laughs> what is this? Hey, I will, last week we went way over time. Because I promised Walt I when we started the show that I would never take up more than 30 minutes of his time with it. Uh, and yeah. last week we went way over and the, the, the user feedback was off the charts. Customer sat through the roof on uh, a 15-minute right. show. So, Walt, we're just going to keep going for hours and hours now. <laughs> well, we, we like – I mean, the truth is if people knew – we do. We do talk. We, we can talk for a long time, the two of us, but, <laughs> about this this nerdy weirdo stuff. I love so, it. You know what can I tell? Um, you? I, I have to figure out when people. You know, we always ask people. Let me know when I should stop saying it's a new show. Like, what's the number of shows that means we're we're not new anymore? I'm very curious. Uh, how about ten? Ten. All right. Ten weeks in, we're not new anymore. All right. Yeah. Uh, so while you, as always, went straight for the controversy this week in your column. Um, you reviewed the Nexus 5X, and I know that I want to talk about actually your thoughts about the phone. But really, what happened was you were going to review the phone, and then you pivoted your whole column to an argument that Google should just bite the bullet and make all of its own hardware. Um, right. Which I completely agree with you. This is sadly, once again, we completely agree. Um, <laughs> but I, agree, I think having read your column, you, know, you lay out what, five reasons for why they should, and we can go through them. But my, my overarching reason. Um, is just because I think Google's brand is better than all of their partners' brands, um, even Samsung, which is their most, po- most powerful hardware partner. And I, um, I think people, they want Google to compete with Apple head-to-head, and I think that is a powerful thing for Google to do. And right now, it is Google only competes with Apple t- like at angles. Right there, they're a service layer on right. the iPhone. Absolutely right, uh, and and that would have been my reason number six. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I was talking. Uh, I happened to have a meeting on something completely different with uh, some folks from Apple just before this podcast, and they brought up the column and uh, not. I mean, they just brought it up for conversational purposes. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I said, uh, "Look, you know, uh, there is no." Here, here's 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 what I said to them, but here's what I would say to you. I think it's important for listeners to think this through, and, and some of the listeners get this totally. Android is one. There's this platform called Android, and by the way, there are various types, including one important type I think we should talk about, but um, uh, it's one. I mean, you know, Apple's platform, which is called iOS, good platform, but it's got something like 15 14% of the world. Yeah. Um, Lots of profits, but uh, only that percent. So Android is one, but no individual branded phone, smartphone, uh, or even tablet for that matter, despite the drop in iPad sales, has has the has the well. Let's stick with phones. Has the share that the iPhone has, and certainly the name recognition. I mean, just look around media, you look around the streets, uh, certainly here in the United States, but I think in a lot of places that I've been, at least in other countries, and it's just like there's the iPhone. They don't think of it as, oh, here's an iOS device. It's the iPhone. And yes, Samsung has some loyalty and some brand, but I agree with you. I think if you look at the list, I don't know who puts this together. I can't remember. 
But once a year or so, somebody puts out a list of the most valuable brands in the world. Apple has been number one for a few years now. And um, Google is, I think, third or something like that. So, And Samsung is not – they're in there, but they're maybe somewhere in the top 20. But they're not as high as Google. So I agree on that point. I think think it's time for them to just sort of suck it up and say, we're going to go out there with a Google smartphone, a Google – uh, and and if Android becomes you know a bigger platform, which there is indication it will, a, a a Google laptop if that were the thing, a Google tablet, a Google whatever, mm-hmm. um, to go right up, up against Apple. And by the way, Microsoft, which has begun to to do the same thing. Yeah. So I'll just um, I'm looking at the Forbes list of the most powerful brands in the world. I don't know if this is the one that you were referring to, but. Here it is. It's Forbes.com slash powerful brands, powerful dash brands slash list. Number one, Apple. Number two, Microsoft. Number three, Google. Uh, number four, Coca-Cola. And then you scroll and scroll and scroll and you get to uh, seven is Samsung. Um, and down here at number 10, Facebook, interestingly. Uh, so it, I, I hear what you're saying. It's, but what's interesting to me, and we should go through, I actually really want to talk to you about the Nexus 5X because that's what prompted you to get into this conversation. It is. To get yeah. in this argument. But let's just go through quickly your, your sort of five reasons why you think Google should make its own hardware. Uh, okay. I'm going to try to remember them. <laughs> uh, I can prompt you if you'd like, yeah. Uh, you can prompt me. Uh, well, the first one, and I think this is really important, and, it, and, it's, and, and it, it's not always obvious, I think, to consumers, but it's really important, is that um, you just can't do the same thing. I don't care how much influence you have as a company. You, you you can't do the same sorts of things when you only have full control over either the software or the hardware. Um, if you look at a, a Samsung phone, um, you know, they're a solid hardware manufacturer, uh, better than solid in some cases, uh, but they don't control the operating system platform. Uh, so, for instance, on battery life um, – Apple can tweak every last little tiny thing in the software. So can Google. Uh, so can uh, uh, Samsung uh, uh, up to the point where there are APIs provided by Google. But Apple can also tweak every little piece of the hardware in conjunction with the tweaks they do to the software. And these are, these are tweaks that happen in, you know, in nanosecond. You don't even see them. Mm-hmm. But they all add up to a better battery life. And the other thing they can do is try things – uh, features, some of which will succeed and some of which won't succeed, that um, require significant software engineering and significant hardware engineering that together do not destroy some other important aspect of the phone like battery life. So an example was a Touch ID. Yeah. Uh, there had been fingerprint recognition on laptops and things for years. It had always sucked. It always was terrible. In my opinion, theirs was the first really good usable fingerprint recognition there's there's hardware in there some of which they bought from somebody else and integrated some of which they refined and engineered themselves uh there's software and they they made it work together uh in a smart way now this nexus 5 and the nexus 6p uh, uh that google just brought up 5x and 6p have that and as far as i could tell in my tests it worked very well but it was two years behind mm-hmm. apple um apple also has as, as you know and we've both written about they have a thing called um uh 3d touch which introduces i think you made a a a really interesting point about it this concept of depth into the screen Mm -hmm. 
so that, you know, you press down with a certain amount of force on various things and various kinds of shortcuts occur uh, that are useful to you. Now, they're just getting going with it. It could be a flop. It could be something that becomes second nature to the use of these touch devices. But the point is they were well equipped to try it. There's one Android vendor that we know of, Huawei, that has something like it. I personally have Well, they have it, but they won't sell it in the United States because they're worried about patents. It's All right, they won't sell it in the United States because they're worried about patents. There's a great example. But the point is, even if it's fantastic, even if it's as good or better in the hardware sense as Apple's, and I have no idea if it is, they don't you know, control the platform. So the platform can't be engineered uh, as well to look at those presses and do various things. Whereas if Google made both, they could they could try stuff like that or stuff Apple hasn't thought of, and we could have a real serious competition. I don't think we have that. So that's that's the first reason. Um, I think the second reason was the second reason about Android becoming more. Yeah, it's Android and Chrome. So this is big news. I feel like a dope not remembering. Oh, I, I got it in front wrote, of me. But Trust me, I'll, I'll, I'll swoop in. And all right, so but it's Android and Chrome. Know. This is big news this week. Um, Right. And, you know, Dieter and I were talking. I don't think it's as big news. Like, it hasn't made the waves that it should. But the news out of Google is that Android and Chrome OS are going to come together. Google is very, I would say, um, uh, sensitive to the notion that they are somehow killing Chrome OS. Um, they don't like, they don't want people to think that it's going away because they sell, they have sold lots of Chrome OS uh, devices yeah. to schools. They are going to still sell them. But the implication is very clear that at the end of the road, there will be one thing, and it's— Right, and, and that one thing is not just for phones. That, at least that's my sense of it. It's already—you know, it's already in tablets. It's already in TV devices and some other things. There's no reason it couldn't, it couldn't, it couldn't be a real competitor, not only to iOS, but to OS X, which is the Mac operating system for those— Two reader, two listeners who don't know. <laughs> to this show, and the people and who listen Windows to this 10. show who don't know what OS Ten is, I, I just please so write it, to it me. Kind of com- me it kind of this. completes their, it kind of makes their software picture, uh, uh, you know, they're on the road to because uh, the date is twenty seventeen. They're on the road to a, a much more potent, widespread, unified, software platform picture, but without hardware, I think they will not get the full potential out of it. I, th- I mean, Same. I think they'll be lost. I mean, to be, uh, that's the one, when I was reading your piece, that's the one that it, and that, you know, that's how I got to Reason 6. It, Apple needs to, it needs competition. It's getting it now from Microsoft, um, which is going to make its own hardware, and, you know, the Surface Book and other things is making its own hardware. And Google, which I think in the modern consumer's mind is still Apple's big competition, isn't in the game that way. Um, and I think Google need it really needs to be because I, I I think Microsoft is doing a valiant job of changing Windows 10 into what it is, and I think the Surface Book is a good product, but it is not on phones. It's just not in that game with phones. Well, it's not only not on phones, but it but but if you look at the sales figures, although they are doing okay with it, um, and they you know they may con- they may do better and better with it, um, they're not. Um, really hurting Apple. I mean, you know, the Mac, which is kind of a footnote uh, in people's minds when they think about Apple's business, if you pulled it out, if you pulled it out of Apple, it would be a $26 billion business. It would be like, I don't know, 120 something 
in the for- Fortune 500 by itself. So it's still an enormous yeah. business, and it, and it's growing faster than a lot of the rest of of the PC world. So, um, you know, uh, uh, it, 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 something branded Google. Uh, that was hardware would be um, significant competition for Apple, and and good for consumers. I mean, it's it's not just because I like we hate Apple. <laughs> and we think, we think it, but but you know everybody needs good competition. We have a lot of competition at the verge, yeah. and it helps us. Yeah, I think it 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 focuses. I mean, I think about it this way. Um, to be deeply critical of Apple right now, I think a lot of Apple's software is not the best software in the world, um, and I. And it used to be. And it used to be. But, like, you know, there was a moment a long time ago when iTunes was actually the best music player that you could get, right? And that's why it yeah. succeeded on Windows, and it was connected to the best MP3 player you could get in the iPod, and that was a very successful combination. Uh, and it's because the software um, was better. And I, I think Jobs said this to you famously, D. It's like giving a cup of ice water to somebody in hell, right? Like, right. they made better software for Windows than most Windows users could get. Uh, and a lot of people are going to tell me that iTunes was never any good, but I think there was a minute when it was actually really good. Um, oh, I think it was more than a minute, but it was, you know, it was a period It of time. bloated very And then quickly. they started loading a lot of other Yeah, and now it's like this bloated mess, but they've never recovered. And then I think, um, but now, so now, fast forward to now, and they've got, say, Apple Music, and Apple Music is not in any way better than Spotify. Like, it offers different features, and some of those features might be better than Spotify, but it is not... A better software product or a better interface, or well, and it's a confusing product. So yeah, so the point is, but that competition I mean, I will we, actually make Spotify better and it will make Apple better. But what is happening at the at this layer you're talking about, where the hardware and the software combine, um, Apple has no head-on competition save Microsoft, and Microsoft is not playing the mobile game at all. And so what I like, what I would like to see is Google pulling it together in mobile to say like this is our head-up competitor to the iPhone. It's not the Galaxy S6 loaded with the S app store or whatever it's this is the google experience right in other words it's the nexus or pixel which are the two brands they've used but it's not just um sort of a a a clean up-to-date constantly updated software build it's really interesting hardware that doesn't come up with you know a fingerprint reader two years late or um you know a, a, a good camera but late that kind of stuff. It's really, you know, we're in the hardware game. Yeah. And, and so the third reason that, that I listed uh, I think is really important, and I think um, a lot of analysts have noticed this. I'm not sure consumers know it, which is there are hundreds of, of, of uh, smartphone makers around the world and uh, hundreds more people that make other things that have adopted the, the o- open version of Android – or the Google version of Android, and there are two, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, and and so that sounds great. You know, <laughs> that's a great thing, right? The only the problem is there's only one out of all those hundreds happens to be Samsung. There's one which combines global reach, significant market share, and profitability. And it's not if you're in the business of of, of licensing even for free, which is what they charge. An operating system, and that's where, and and you make your money off a suite of apps that you put in that operating system, and you only have this one company, and on top of that, it happens to be have been faltering yep. with with both in profits and in 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 sales and share, 
in the last few quarters, while Apple, uh, the, your your rival uh, system, continues to grow, I think it'd be a good thing for Android if there were another hardware maker with deep pockets and a real stake in its success. And that hardware maker, I think, uh, the obvious answer is Google. Yeah, I mean, here's my question, and this is sort of really tangential to what you're talking about, but like. Why isn't Sony better at this? Like, I, I I find myself very confused why some of the other top tier Android makers can't figure out how to squeeze a dime out of this platform. Uh, you know, Sony makes very good phones. You know, like they have good cameras yeah. and great screens, and they're interestingly designed. And you know, we have reviewers on our staff who prefer Sony phones. And I, it's just amazing. Like, it's to me, it's Sony. It's like, why can't Sony figure this out? Of all of the companies that have the brand that could come back and they just can't like, and the phones are actually not bad. They're not wonderful. Like they have their foibles, but they're not bad. They're as good as a Samsung phone in some ways. Like why, why can't anyone squeeze a dollar out of Samsung or out of Google or out of, I'm sorry. Why can't anyone squeeze a dollar out of Android except for Samsung? I, 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 I honestly don't know. I mean, the simple answer that most analysts will give you is that, if you're out there in the market, first of all, it's very hard to distinguish yourself from other Android phones. There's lots of noise in the market, so you have to spend a ton of money on marketing regardless of the country or region you're focused on. And secondly, what happens to you is you get, particularly if you're Sony and you're, uh, to use your example in particular, and you care a lot about being thought of as premium, which Sony does. Mm-hmm. Sony is never going to want to wallow around in the in the super cheap area. <laughs> Uh, um, then what happens is you get you, you you get a lot of potential customers who might stretch to Sony's price, but who say, "Oh, this is this other one from this other company is good enough, oh, even I though see. it doesn't meet Sony's specs." And at the top end, you're battling um, Apple, which has, as you just noted, the most valuable and be- best known brand in the world. I mean, if, you know, if you beam down from Mars and you just watched television. <laughs> Or movies, um, and and I'm pretty sure Apple actually doesn't pay for this, although a lot of other companies do. You would think, looking at what the characters are using, that Apple had 99% share of every, uh, whether it's phones or uh, laptops or whatever. So um, you know, it's hard. Uh, uh, Sony is a whole complex, mysterious situation. But I'm just saying. It's dangerous to rely just on Samsung, on any one company. I'm not trying to knock Samsung in particular. And particularly when that company is beginning to wobble a little and some you've, – you've got, you've got to get in there with somebody with global reach, with huge marketing spend, with, with – um, and then with the, a, a deep stake in the success of the platform, and that should be Google. So, and then my, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to – Okay, food. you go ahead, and I'll, I'll follow up. My fourth point was I, I think there is an arrow at the heart of Android, and, and it's not Apple. I mean, you know, it is Apple, but, I mean, beyond Apple. Um, and that arrow is uh, what is often called open Android. I mean, there is a conflict, a conceptual conflict in the, in, 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 in the Android world and in Google at the Android world because they made Android, which was originally developed by uh, Andy Rubin, and they bought the company, and Andy ran Android for about ten years, and you know he he's the one that built it into a big deal. Um, but Andy loved the idea of having it be open, so there, there gradually became two broad versions of Android. Actually, there's a zillion versions, but 
two broad versions. One is the let's call it the Googleized version, um, and it runs a you know runs a very familiar Google search bar, the Google Now, the Google Now on Tap, which is their newest feature, mm-hmm. Google Maps, Google this, Google that, which all by the way is just a side note. Ninety eight percent of that in totally updated versions is also available on the iPhone, <laughs> but. Oh, it's true. Yeah. I mean, and it's really – we should do another podcast about that. It's really an interesting thing. But anyway, so that's the Google version, and that's where Google makes money. But a rising, rising, rising portion of the new Android growth in the world, particularly in the emerging markets, is what's called open Android, and there's no Google stuff on yep. there. And Google makes nothing off open Android, and I, I mean – it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have the Chrome browser. It, it has some other browser. It doesn't have um, any of the Google apps where they can collect data about you, sell you ads, do the things that actually make Google money. And this is very dangerous. And they've announced a, a program called Android One to try to get a very low cost uh, Android phone in that has the Google services on it. So far, it has not worked. And so, uh, one of the things I argue in here for the hardware argument is not that they should make every phone in every category at every price range. I I happen to think they ought to make a premium phone or two, whatever, uh, to go up against Apple and to go up against uh, anyone else in that area. But they also are – the other area they ought to focus in is this low-end third-world thing. They so far haven't been able to get it done with just software and partnering with with other companies. They ought to just go for it and do it. Yeah. I mean that, and I think that's the most interesting kind of piece. It, it's it's Google is the platform provider that sells you know they sell their services on the platform essentially, right? They give a, they bundle them. At, you know, if you want to be a Google um, platform vendor, you sign a contract that says I promise to have Google Play services on my phone, um, and I promise not to screw with the phone too much now. Um, but Google is a hardware vendor and an open source provider all of those three things are in conflict in slightly different ways and that that's actually the hardest that will be if google wants to do more hardware that will be the hardest thing for them to solve and it's even more complicated than microsoft's jump into hardware because microsoft was a commercial software operation that licensed software to oems and that was their business they sold the software but in addition to google giving its software for free to hardware vendors, they open source the code to anybody who wants to take it, and they have no control over that. Well, I mean, but I think that's even a bigger – you're right that there's a, a thorny set of problems there, which I th- think we should get to when we run when we get to the, through this last point on yeah. the, my little list. But, but I think um, it's another argument for how do you differentiate. You differentiate by doing this really cool hardware, which is well beyond the reach of like, – for instance, the Chinese phone makers, and uh, I was there this spring and visited a bunch of them. Uh, the best known in the West is Xiaomi, but there are others. Um, and you know, they finally figured out how to do a very uh, good quality, uh, you know, desirable-looking uh, phone. Uh, but Google, with its engineering resources and its money, is like Apple. <laughs> it could really try to. It could really do interesting hardware slash software slash services things altogether. It's funny because it's yeah, Xiaomi has Hugo Barra at it, who was in charge of Android for a while. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, it's and like he, 
H- Hugo knows, yeah. but when Hugo was at Google, they didn't do very much hardware. They have done some, but they haven't done phones. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so he, you know, he he can kind of he knows their kind of game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like when a coach changes football teams. Yeah. I mean, he kind of knows that. But if they, what if they adopt an all new game plan <laughs> with hardware in it? Right. He doesn't know that. And then my fifth point, which I think, you know, we'll have to see how this plays out. But if it plays out wrong, it could be huge. Is that you know, as reported in the Verge, the uh, the and, and and elsewhere, the um, European Union has opened an investigation, very similar sounding to the U.S. antitrust investigation of Microsoft years ago, about whether it was illegal for Google to require the bundling of its apps on Android phones um, if you wanted to use any of the apps. I mean, th- this is something that I've once heard somebody not at Google describe as – say that Google calls the non-fragmentation agreement, but I'm not sure that's still what its name is. Anyway, <laughs> it's a contract of some kind that says so – somebody goes to Google – some you, you, you know you and I have a phone uh, company, smartphone company, and we want to, and we're using Android. You and I should start a we, smartphone company. Well, I, we should. Yeah. If, if, this, would, if, if one thing comes out of this podcast, it, it will be the Control Alt Delete po- uh, smartphone company. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be happy with t- t-shirts. I think we need. T- <laughs> I think we need t-shirts. I think we can Control Alt Delete. I think we can pull first t-shirts, t-shirts and then a high-end smartphone. It's a and and then <laughs> it's a slow and steady build. Our smartphone company, <laughs> then we would run a giant contest on the internet <laughs> as to how many weeks it would take for it to completely go belly up. <laughs> I think a lot but, of people um, would buy our smartphone. Anyway. All right, back to the European <laughs> Union. <laughs> the so, cutting edge of politics. <laughs> here, here's the thing. <laughs> no, but this is serious. If they, it, it, Here's the thing. If you go to Google and you say, I would like to put Google Maps on my phone, or I would like to put Google search on my phone, or I would like to put, uh, you know, Gmail on my, whatever. Um, Google's current policy is, no, you can't just put Google Maps on the phone. But here, sign this thing, which requires you to use, I don't know how many, but, you know, a whole suite of Google Apps, maybe not every single one. And, by the way, uh, as you referred to earlier, more, more recently it sort of says you can't screw around too much Right, With and the and then you can't make she, open Android devices. So, th- this I've seen. What was that company? There was a company that did uh, Skyhook. Skyhook, remember they did location services in the iPhone. Long yeah, ago. I remember before yeah. the iPhone had GPS. They would, they were the provider that let you find all the Wi-Fi hotspots and do a rough location. Yep. So Google pushed Skyhook out of Motorola. I don't know if you remember this. Long, long ago, Google said we're we're building our own location services, Motorola, if you want. Um, to use our software. This was before Google bought and then sold Motorola. Um, I, did, I didn't. I never knew that. Um, so there was a lawsuit. So Skyhook sued Google, uh, and it, the early version of the contract was out there, and I, I posted it, I think it was on Engadget years ago, um, where literally it said, if you take the Google software, um, you have to take all of it. You can't uh, mess with it too much, and then you can't make open Android devices. Uh, and then... And, by the way, there are things like you have to put the Google search bar on your first home screen. Yeah, no, there's all these requirements. So if you want Gmail on your phone, if you want the Gmail app and Google search and all stuff, you have to buy into this, like, set of Google requirements. Um, And and one of those requirements was use Google location services, not anyone else. And Skyhook was like, you are literally – you stepped in at the last minute before the droid shipped to kick us out of the phone. Like, 
you're interfering with our business. Like, and they sued them. I think they lost, but so it goes. Um, and then the other famous story, this is one of my favorite stories. I think it was CES a few years ago. Um, the Android team was walking around CES and they came across Samsung's new tablets, which completely had reskinned the UI. Um, yep. And they said, what the hell is this? Like, don't do this to our operating system. Uh, and then yeah. the back and forth with Samsung was such that Samsung agreed to stop screwing with the software so much and Google agreed to sell Motorola, um, which is an incredible trade if you think about it. Uh, and But that is the level, I think... And so those are the five things. And the European Union is saying, look, Google, like you can't bundle your services that way. Like that is actually an unfair. Right. So Google is going to fight that like hell and maybe Google will win or there'll be a settlement where they just have to do something minor and pay a bunch of money, which they have a lot of money. So it wouldn't be too terrible. But what if what if it the ruling came out that in Europe they couldn't do their software suite the way they do it? One hedge against that is to build your own phone because nobody's going to – no it's not a violation of antitrust to put your own software on your own phone in any friggin' way you want. So that's what they ought to – I just think that's another reason for them to not risk you – know, they need to control their own destiny, and you can't control your own destiny if you're just doing a software platform so, and putting it in other people's So phone. let me ask you this question, and I want to – I have a column here from what, 2006 that you wrote. You do. I do. I do. Um, uh, but let me ask you this question. How does does Google just say goodbye to Samsung in this world? Samsung has Tizen. Samsung has all this other stuff. Um, you know, Samsung is Sam- – like, literally, Samsung will just like you know, spew out products until another one hits, right? I mean, that's the way they work. Um, that's the way they work. Do they just say, like, screw you, the way that Microsoft basically said screw you to a lot of its partners, and now they're, you know, they're, they're playing this game where they – pretending the surface book is in a laptop like how does this work for them like how do they you know they have to hire hardware engineers like where are they going to come from they, they have to they presumably work at their competitors right now like there's a big step between saying okay google's going to make its own hardware and then google going off and doing it and part of that step is you know poaching the people to do it part of it is um going to component manufacturers and looking for exclusive deals that might harm your partners part of it is going to sony and saying sell me a camera sensor um, how do you? How well, do you- I already yeah. So okay, so you're right. I, I I didn't mean to suggest in this column that it's going to happen tomorrow or that it would be easy, but I did say in this column that they are a very big, rich company, the powerful uh, brand and a lot of power generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, not every company can do this, but they are they are a company that can do this. Could they hire? Would they have? First of all, they have hardware engineers. They have made some hardware, as I acknowledge in the column, and I actually left one out, a <laughs> thing called the Pixel C tablet. Yeah. I left, left it out because I don't, you know. It's, it's not out yet. It's, not it's out an expensive yet. Android tablet that Google, it's, it's Google hardware, so that, to Walt's yeah. point, Google's making its own hardware. Uh, they make the Pixel, the Chromebook Pixel laptop, which is Google hardware. So you're yeah, right. They make some of this stuff, but they make they make the Chromecast, which is an inexpensive thing you plug into your TV. Uh, they make a few things, so they have a little experience with it. They learned something from owning Motorola in the time they owned it, and um, you know, I I do think there are you know for enough money you can hire the hardware engineers you need to hire. I mean, Motorola has laid off a bunch. Um, other people have laid off. HP has just had giant layoffs. That's true. Just, 
there's undoubtedly plenty of hardware engineers floating around, and if they need sort of the creme de la creme ones, they can they can you know the the anti-rating employee pact <laughs> that Steve Jobs apparently organized has been has been invalidated. So I presume they can they can um, hire people from. Uh, anywhere they need to, inc- including Apple and Microsoft and, and whatever. Uh, I, I do think it's possible. I don't think it's possible tomorrow, but I do think it's possible. And by the way, Neelai, mm-hmm. I did not – I did not um, – I did talk to somebody uh, very important at Google yeah. about this notion uh, who said, uh, oh, we don't need to do hardware and so forth. But uh, I it just wouldn't surprise me, and this is not based on reporting, it just wouldn't surprise me if – this is at least being deba- debated, or maybe even underway in a quiet way at Google. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that at all. And the re- it's just. I think if you're Google and you're looking at where the industry is going, and you're looking at the reliance on mobile, um, and you know, they're they're the most computer. They're the most important computers that exist, right? Like the smartphone is. It's the future. It, it, it sounds stupid to say now because we all know it, but five years ago it, didn't, it sounded crazy to say, and five years from now it will be so obvious you won't even say it. But the smartphones are where all the action is. And if you don't, if you don't own that experience in a meaningful way, then, then you are just a platform provider, and maybe you know Facebook is going to eat your lunch because they're going to take Android and they don't need Gmail and Google Search because they've built Facebook M and Messenger and WhatsApp and Instagram, and that's all people really want. And now you're just providing open source code to like a huge competitor, and that that's I think that's a really troubling version of the future um, for a company like yeah. Google. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree, and I I think they uh, uh, somebody in there prob- probably agrees with this. I'm sure this column is being, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, some people are saying he Mossberg's an idiot. Some people are saying, well, maybe he has a point. I don't know, but uh, you know the. I think they're going to they're going to have to do some version uh, of this. Uh, I just think it's so ironic, and I'm trying to give you a segue to your 2006 yeah. column <laughs> that you are dying to embarrass me. It's with, my favorite part of this show. I know, but you know, uh, so so the short one one take on the short history of computing, which really dates from 1977, personal computing, is that um, Apple. And 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 this is something Steve Jobs and Bill Gates talked about when we had them together up, uh, uh, in 2007 on stage at at the conference that Kara Swisher and I do. Um, one t- one way to think about the history is Apple decided to make uh, the whole widget, as Jobs liked to say, or the whole banana. Sometimes he would say, and you know Microsoft very famously licensed software and let other people uh, make the hardware and let the user whether it was a corporate IT department or just you, uh, be the system integrator. And it was very profitable for them, and they crushed Apple in the PC space. But when devices became smaller and and, and less uh, kind of open to tinkering and configuration in the hardware sense, and, uh, you know, it's not like there were slots in your phone the way there were in your old PC – um, then uh, it, suddenly Apple's all-in-one model gave them enormous leverage. Um, and instead of being kind of the losing model, it became the winning model. And, you know, and Microsoft, is, as long ago as when they made the Xbox, basically did it as if they were Apple. And they did it again with the Zune, although way too late. 
Um, you know, I, uh, like once a year, I have I have two. I, actually, I might have three, but I have two zooms. And like once a year, I clean my office and like I gaze at the zooms and I put them away. Um, <laughs> they were a good product. <laughs> it sounds it was, ridiculous to say, but no, the uh, hardware of that product was really good. The software well, was but, crazy, and many of the ideas were insanity. But the hardware was quite good. The hardware was good. Uh, I don't think it was better than the iPod, but it was good. And the uh, I would differ differ with you a little bit about the software. I think the the UX, the UI on it, mm -hmm. actually was the earliest instantiation of what gradually be has become uh, the Metro. Oh yeah, and, UI and they use now absolutely. And, and, and it was if you designed look at what by Spotify Joe, Joe Belfiore, who's a guy we you, you and I both know who who. Um, you know, is an important. He's been there forever, and he's an important guy. And he went on to, from that, to do Windows Media Center, and then you know Windows Phone, and then you know, now it's now it's uh, uh, Metro or Modern or Windows Store UI or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Well, it if you think about man, I can't believe we're talking about the Zoom right now. But <laughs> 2006. Here we go. Uh, um, Tune in next week in all <laughs> Zoom edition of Control Walt Delete. <laughs> It was just funny. It's a, it was a subscription music product that ran in a UI that looked a lot like the modern UIs for subscription. Like they had all the right ideas. They just totally blew the execution, and they named it and the, the timing. Zoom. They blew the timing. They blew the timing. Yeah, and they named it the Zoom, and they said brown is the and color. And they also of the future. tried. I mean, to like make it, they, they made to make spectacular like, mistakes. Right, and they tried to make it like a PC. It, it was it, they they could not get their head around the idea that um, you know they had to do what we've been telling. Google to do. They had to kind of have their own, you know, uh, hardware and software and all work together. Instead, they said, um, you know, we're going to run this store and everyone can make devices that work off this store, which was very logical. Right. So, uh, so uh, now I'm going to read from success. the 2006 column because, because I think something very interesting has happened that upends this model and actually Google's a part of. So this is, uh, wh what is this? This is May 11, 2006, a column called, In Our Post-PC Era, Apple's Device Model Beats the PC Way. Uh, this is Walt, and it ran in, in All Things D and uh, on Wall Street Journal. So, um, where'd it go? I lost it. Um, there we go. Okay, I got it. Uh, so here we go. Sure, you can get more variety in music players and online music services if you opt for the Microsoft-based music instead of the iPod system. But the iPod, Apple's iTunes software, and iTunes Music Store work so well together that users can just relax and enjoy the music. By contrast, the hodgepodge of player software and online music stores on the Microsoft side frequently have trouble synchronizing between computers and players. Apple sells as many or more songs in the many stores that use Microsoft software. Now, here's what I think is fascinating about this is that you're talking about music players and software and synchronizing all this stuff, and all of that has been erased by apps, right? So the whole world now is you buy an iPhone, and then you can get 50 music services on it that have the same model and the same whatever, but there's RDO and Spotify and Apple Music and now YouTube Red and all this other stuff, and all of them use their own different weird proprietary you know, DRM systems and whatever, but it's been erased, like... That piece of it, the complexity that Apple removed by saying we're just going to build one system end to end has been obviated by the fact that Spotify literally works everywhere. You can get Spotify everywhere you go. Um, and what's interesting about that, too, you know, this, they're, they're a horizontal player sort of in the parlance. Um, 
and Google is actually a horizontal player. And so what we're talking about here is the fact that, and you brought this up earlier, you can get almost all of Google services on an iPhone. I, I literally think of my iPhone as a vessel for Google services. It has really nice hardware and a great camera, and then everything else on it is Google. Like, that's the way my iPhone is basically con- configured. Why should Google try to do the vertical thing when they're already everywhere else? Like, it seems like this model, and I know we talked about five reasons they should, but it seems like this model was a model about individual hardware products that needed to be integrated in connection with software. But now that we're, we've passed it and we've ended up basically at a screen in your pocket, many of the things that required hardware software integration have just become apps. So, like, why isn't Google just an app company for Apple the way that many companies on the iPhone are? Like, you know, well, Facebook isn't out a, there. You, we're not arguing that Facebook should make a phone, right? But Facebook yeah. it makes billions of dollars serving Apple customers on their screen. I, I think Facebook and Google are in slightly different positions. Um, but um, it's a great question. Uh, and I think the answer uh, partly or mostly is what we've been talking about. I just don't think – Google is a giant platform. Uh, Facebook, of course, is too. But Facebook is a, plat- is a platform primarily about identity and the social graph, which Google has failed at and, uh, and which Apple doesn't even try to do. And uh, so Google is more similar to Microsoft and Apple in the in the way in which it's tried to be a platform, except it's more similar to the to the old Microsoft. Microsoft has sort of moved, decided it had to move to where it controlled its you know its own fate to a great extent with hardware. And we're just at the early innings of that, but we'll see how that goes. And I'm just saying Google needs to do that too, in a selective way at least. I don't think you can innovate properly just in software or just in hardware. I don't think Samsung can innovate just in hardware when it doesn't control the platform. And I don't think Google can innovate as well as it needs to be able to. And as smart as it is, a super smart company, uh, just in software. I mean, it's what it comes down to. You're, You're absolutely right. The world is different than certainly it was. And I mean, I wrote that column before there was an iPhone, before there were Android phones, you know. Before there was such a thing as an app store, at least very, you know, that you could buy some Palm. It's actually, you have, a, you have a line here that, in 2006, the iPhone was nowhere, but you have a line in here that is so classic Walt teaser. Now Apple is working on other projects built on the same end-to-end model as the iPod, a media-playing cell phone and a home media hub. It's just like yeah, that was a mistake. I wasn't, don't think I was supposed to say that. <laughs> it's just such a Walt. Like I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I look when I sent you that com because you always ask me to send you the old coms. I looked at it and I, I, I skimmed it and I said, why the hell did I say that? You know, it's just I mean, like it's- thrown in there. It's a total aside. You're like, oh, Apple's making a cell phone. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. la- last, we're at 41 minutes. So give me give me two minutes. You use the next 5X. I'm actually dying to know what you think of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think uh, of so, it? So here, and, and it actually informed my thinking on this. So I'm a Nexus fan. Yeah. I want you to know that. I've been a Nexus fan since the beginning of Nexus, which was five years or so ago. And um, uh, so, I mean, I even chose to, I didn't even ask them for the Nexus 6P, which um, our, our mutual uh, colleague and and friend and really smart guy, dear <laughs> uh, Bones, said it was the best Android phone, period. And I believe him. Uh, but I asked for the 5X because I have, own a 5, and yeah. I like it. I have a 5, um, too. 
and and you know I mostly use my iPhone, but um, I use the the Nexus Five um, also, and I, I I've never been tempted to buy other personally buy other Android phones. I have some Android tablets, and I have a Chromecast, and some other things, but in terms of phones, so I asked for the Five X, and the Five X is a very good phone. I like it. I know it's not you know sort of the ultra best specs on screen resolution and processor speed and you know other things but it has the same improved camera module as the bigger one and it has um, the same fingerprint reader and it does android pay and i tested it in walgreens and i tested it in mcdonald's and all of that kind of stuff and uh, and i liked it but here's the thing about it and it's the same thing that our colleague dan seifert said when he reviewed it the phone is boring Mm -hmm. i mean there's nothing interestingly special about the hardware except the fact that they have the two-year late fingerprint reader um, and they put it on the back. And I don't, I could be wrong, but I think somebody else put their fingerprint reader on the back before. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. But, um, you know, there's nothing, I mean, the hardware is pretty boring. Now, nope, there's no law that says you have to have, you know, be aroused by the hardware you buy. But um, I just, it just made me think, well, what if Google really went all in on this thing? And didn't just say to LG, you know, here's the software we want. Don't screw around with it. Here's the here's the camera sensor we want you to use. Here's the fingerprint sensor we want you to use. And we want you to come in at this price point. And so it had to be this kind of boring-looking thing made of plastic and all that. It's weird because they're uh, advertising the hell out of it. Like they are. When you watch TV, first, it's everywhere. First time I can ever remember seeing a Nexus phone being advertised. And they're not just advertising the the fancy six P. They're advertising the five X too, so that's cool. But you know, I've just it just got me to thinking about something that had been brewing in the back of my mind for a long while, which is, you know, when are they going to make hardware right. and why they need to make hardware? Yeah, one of these days, one of these days. All right, one of these days, maybe before you and I do. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, it's actually not that hard to become an Android hardware vendor, like. We're going to CES in January. You and I could just spend our time at the back of the hall coming up with a contract for we will. a line of cell phones. That's that's now my CES plan. Thank Look, you. we needed something and, to do at CES. And, but we, we do need control um T-shirts. Okay. And um, uh, you know maybe there's a way to make an Android T-shirt. I don't know. Yeah. Let's explore. Well, let's do T-shirt stickers and, uh, of course, a limited run of high-end smartphones. I think that yeah. that's an early merch yeah. strategy. But I can get in that order, Nilay. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much, Walt, for being here. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We, I love doing this show, and Walt loves doing it too. Uh, we love your feedback. Please tweet at us. Um, like, I, I don't think there's a quicker fave on Twitter. I guess they're, they're hearts now. There's not a like, quicker heart on Twitter. Love, like, than, adore. <laughs> than, the uh, adore button. Yeah, adore. <laughs> there's not a quicker uh, way to get affection on Twitter than uh, tweeting at me and Walt about the show. We both love that. Walt is at Walt Mossberg. I'm at Reckless. Um, we also have a suite of other podcasts, The Verge. I host The Vergecast on Thursdays. Um, that's, I would say, a much more chaotic show, but a good time all, all, all unto itself. Uh, Chris Plant hosts What Tech, which is a wonderful show. And Emily uh, Yoshida and Liz Lopato host Verge ESP, which is delightful very much in its own way. Um, so that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. Everything is iTunes.com slash The Verge. You can find all of our shows and rate and review us and do all those good things there. And we will see you next week. See you, Walt. See you, Neela.